We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lakers Nation, welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything. Lakers, this is the LakersNation.com podcast. Let's do another ideal offseason episode. I've already done one of these, and what we do is we break down a roster build. So we go through and we build out the Lakers roster through free agency, through the draft, trades, all of that, and we come up with a somewhat realistic roster the Lakers could put together if things tend to break right for them under a very specific set of circumstances. So, for example, the last one of these that I did, we pretended that the Lakers were willing to trade anything in order to improve right now. So everything was available, 2027 first, 2029 first, young player, whatever. Everything was available. What kind of roster do you end up with? That was the last one we did. For this one, we are going to have the parameters be Russell Westbrook stays with the Lakers. And that feels like the path that we're actually heading down right now, which is not what we would have said going into the offseason. So today I'm going to build out a roster with Russell Westbrook still on the team and try to keep to make the team as competitive as possible. So that's that's my goal today. And of course, I stay grounded in reality as much as possible. Yes, we we tilt things as though things are breaking right for the Lakers, but you're not going to see anything crazy in here. Like you're not going to see I don't know, Taylor Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn traded for, for Kevin Durant or something like that. It's not going to be 2K style. We're going to try to keep things as grounded in reality as we possibly can as we build out this roster. Before I dive into it, everybody, would really appreciate it if you go over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating over there, write a little something in the review. It takes about 20 seconds, and it's a great way to help out the show. Of course, if you're watching the video version of this on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel, Make sure you do subscribe and then turn on notifications. It's going to be a busy offseason, so stay in the know. Make sure you're following us over on Apple Podcasts as well as the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. All right, let's dive into it. Let's get into the ideal offseason. Again, the parameters are Russell Westbrook stays, and by default, that's going to mean that the 2027 and 2029 first-round picks also stay because most likely I'm only moving those if I'm also moving off of Russell Westbrook. So let's see what this roster looks like when we're all said and done. So where, where do we start? This is what we're starting with right now. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, you can see what I'm looking at here in terms of the roster breakdown. Again, if you want to quibble over who is in what position, totally fine. More than anything else right now, I'm just listing the players. You have Russell Westbrook, Austin Reeves, 
Kendrick Nunn, Taylor Horton Tucker, LeBron James, Stanley Johnson, Anthony Davis, Wendon Gabriel. Those are the guys right now that you've got on the roster. There are a few guys there that have team options, and so those could be in flux. But as of this moment, that's what we project the Lakers roster to look like. And again, you can fiddle with it a little bit and put guys in different positions. You want to put Austin Reeves at the two. That's fine. You want to put uh, Stanley Johnson somewhere else. You want to use him as a backup for. That's fine. But again, this is just how I have it listed out at this moment. Okay, so let's dive into it. First and foremost, the NBA draft. Now, in this iteration of the Lakers roster build, we are not going to use the 2027 or 2029 first to move Russell Westbrook. We're also not going to attach one to Taylor Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn in order to go get a guy like Christian Wood. That's what we did last time around. Not going to do that in this roster build. Instead, what we're going to do on draft night, and by the way, we didn't buy any picks on draft night in the last iteration. This one, we are. We're going to buy a second round pick. We're going to take that $4 million. I'm going to use, I'm going to say $3 million, just kind of a guess. Maybe you can get, a, get this pick for two and change, but we're going to buy a second round pick and with that second round pick, the Lakers are going to select Trevion Williams out of Purdue. I think he would be an interesting fit with the Lakers, particularly because he brings that combination of size, a little bit of versatility on the defensive end of the floor. Some shooting has the ability to stretch out to the three-point line. Not a knockdown shooter by any means, but I like his tenacity. I like the motor that he plays with. So I think he'd be an interesting fit there for your Los Angeles Lakers. So buying a second round pick and grabbing a player with it, that's what we're doing on draft night from there the lakers are also going to make a trade and in this trade we're trading taylor horton tucker why are we trading taylor horton tucker right now well if russell westbrook is still on the roster and i've talked about this a lot russ and tht just don't fit together now i think in this deal which specifically this is for josh richardson of the san antonio spurs again Things are kind of breaking right for the Lakers in this scenario because normally we think of the Spurs and we think that's a team that won't trade with the Lakers. Like Greg Popovich has no love loss for the Los Angeles Lakers. Working out a deal with the Spurs, it will not be easy. But looking at the Lakers roster right now, Taylor Horton Tucker, Russell Westbrook does not fit. Now, I think this is a dangerous trade in that there's a pretty decent chance that Taylor Horton Tucker, when he gets traded somewhere, will look better in that place than he did with the Lakers last season. And that will further the narrative that the Lakers aren't great at developing young players. So you got to be careful here. I think that at 21 years old, it's pretty likely that Taylor Horton Tucker, just in terms of development, will probably be better next season than he was this season, particularly if he doesn't have to have surgery on the thumb of his shooting hand in preseason. So I would also caution that if the Lakers catch wind, that THT is suddenly shooting much better. If he's suddenly shooting league average or something like that, I probably don't do this deal. But if he's not, and if we're operating under the assumption that Taylor Horton Tucker continues to be a poor three-point shooter, he's just not a fit with Russell Westbrook. And all you wind up doing is you wind up devaluing Taylor Horton Tucker by trying to force him to play alongside Russ. So what I'm going to do in this scenario is I'm going to move him and I'm going to find a 3-and-D style wing player, Josh Richardson, Fits that mold with the San Antonio Spurs. So you're going to go get him for the upside that Taylor Horton Tucker has to offer. Again, decent potential that a few years down the road, you're looking at this and you're thinking, man, I wish we hadn't done that. But again, as of this moment, if you want, to, want this team to win right now and have a shot to do it with Russell Westbrook on the roster, you need to find some 3 and D help at the wing. He's 6'5", Richardson is, so he can float a little bit between the two and the three, can provide decent three-point shooting, 
Wings are going to be really hard to come by this year in free agency and on the trade market. So I think this is a solid deal. Other options, if the Washington Wizards, by the way, were interested in swapping out THT for KCP or Kyle Kuzma, I'd be open to doing that swap as well. Essentially, again, looking for guys who can defend multiple positions on one end of the floor and give you some spacing on the other end. But in this scenario, we're getting Josh Richardson from the San Antonio Spurs taking the gamble that THT doesn't make us pay for this years down the road when his potential does start to pay off. All right, from there, Wenyan Gabriel, very simple, keeping him around. He showed enough last season. Lakers have a team option there. You're picking that up. Same thing with Austin Reeves. No question, you're keeping him around. And Stanley Johnson. Easy, but still, we have to mention it because these are decisions that the Lakers have to make. So Wenyan Gabriel, Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson, sticking around. No question there, you bring them back. All right, from there, let's get into free agency. Javon Carter. So we know with Russell Westbrook on the roster and Kendrick Nunn on the roster. Now, we don't know how much we're going to be able to depend upon Kendrick Nunn. Didn't play at all last season, but there's reason for optimism. A lot of people around the league were surprised when the Lakers got Kendrick Nunn for just $5 million. He was a very solid player for the Miami Heat. And so I would imagine he's going to get the lion's share of the backup minutes. Again, fingers crossed on health. But in general, my big picture theme for this Lakers team is you want to find guys who, again, can defend and shoot threes. And Javon Carter is essentially a three and D point guard. He was in my previous roster build as well. I tried not to cross over too much, but he just makes too much sense to put alongside LeBron James. And as your third guard, I think that he would make some sense there for the Lakers. So Javon Carter, welcome to the Lakers in free agency. Remember, all they're going to have to spend on the free agent market is the taxpayer mid-level exception, which is going to be about $6 million. And they're going to have veteran minimums. That's it. That's the challenge that we're facing as we try to build out this roster. So Javon Carter could certainly do worse as a backup guard. From there, Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb right now with the Sacramento Kings. This is a player that the Lakers have been connected to in the past. I'm, again, I'm looking for a little bit of size on the wing, which, which the Lakers have not had in recent seasons, especially last season. At 6'5", he can give you some of that. Not necessarily the best career three-point shooter. And I know shooting is important for this Lakers team, but again, I need that size on the wings. And so as a backup two, I'm going to go with Jeremy Lamb once again, a veteran minimum. He was not killing it last season or anything. So that gives me a chance to go get him. And I think the Lakers, because of the opportunities that they can offer, because they do have such a wide open roster, I think they're going to be able to land some guys on veteran minimum deals that are looking to do essentially what Malik Monk did last season, come in, rehab their value, and then maybe hit free agency again. And that would certainly be the case with Jeremy Lamb. So bring him in, just 30 years old, young enough to where he can still be a contributor for the Los Angeles Lakers. And speaking of guys who are going to try to rehab their value, this is my taxpayer mid-level. Now, it, yes, it's TJ Warren. Before anybody throws their screen or anything like that and says, what, this guy hasn't played basketball in two years? Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't. He looked fantastic in the bubble in Orlando right before he got hurt. He's had a couple of foot injuries. Rumor was he was ready to play at the end of last season, but the Pacers were tanking. So they figured why even bother? Why risk bringing him back? And so they chose to just keep him out for the season, but he's been actually healthy for quite some time now. So TJ Warren, the reason why I'm taking the gamble here is because had he been healthy, you're not getting him for the taxpayer mid-level. Again, he was phenomenal, phenomenal 
in the bubble for the Indiana Pacers. He's a guy who can score quite a bit. 6'8", gives you the size on the wing that you're looking for. And I think the Lakers, if you're keeping Russell Westbrook and you are not moving those future first-round picks, which I'm not doing in this roster build, that means you have to take some risk. And that's what I'm doing here. Because if you don't, we know what LeBron, Russ, and AD looks like together. If they all stay healthy, are they a playoff team? Yes, I think that they are. I think that injuries prevented them from being at least a playoff team. And that's not saying much. You only have to be in the top 10 to get into the playoffs. I think it's fair to say if the Lakers didn't suffer so many injuries last season, they're in the playoffs. So those three together, they can be a playoff team. But if you want to be a contender, if you want to be a contender, you're going to need more. You're going to need more than that because let's face it, even if Darvin Ham gets more out of Russell Westbrook, finds ways to make him fit a little bit better, there's more buy-in there. Still, you look on paper, Russ, LeBron together along with AD. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a bit clunky. And so you're going to need some upside plays in free agency. That is what TJ Warren is here. We're going to do a full taxpayer mid-level. So $6 million, one plus one second year. I would prefer to see a team option. My guess would be in a negotiation. He'd be, be able to get a player option. Once again, he'd be looking at it as though he'd be in the Malik Monk situation where he would try to prove it for a year. And I think this is what he's really going to have to do. He's going to have to go somewhere where he can prove it for a season and then get his big payday. But again, TJ Warren's upside is high enough to where he could become a big time player for the Lakers this season. He could be the kind of guy if he has passed all these injury concerns. And again, team doctors would have to be very convinced that he's fully healthy. There's a lot of risk here, but if he's healthy, TJ Warren could be the kind of piece that puts you over the top for the Lakers and moves you into that contender status on the surface. Do the Lakers really need his ability to score the basketball? You would probably be better off with like an auto Porter jr. If he was on the market, I would take him over TJ Warren right now, but I used him in the last roster build. So I'm trying not to rehash the whole thing again. And so I'm going TJ Warren here, taking a gamble on the upside. Once again, I feel like with Russ on the roster, you're going to need to take some chances in order to get to where you want to go this season. So TJ Warren, welcome to LA. Hopefully he can stay healthy. He can provide that shooting, that size on the wing that you're looking for. Not the greatest defender in the world, but again, worth taking a chance on for sure. So TJ Warren with that taxpayer mid-level exception on a one plus one deal, he's going to try to rehab his value and cash in next summer. The Lakers are going to try to use him to boost their overall talent level 
this season. Moving on from there, uh, DJ Wilson, a guy that they actually brought in for workouts. Again, I'm looking for guys who can shoot the three, guys who can provide some size on the wing. The Lakers were way too small last season. DJ Wilson, interesting in that regard. Veteran minimums from here on out, by the way. So this is a guy that can provide something for you there. Damian Jones at the center position. You know, I went back and forth and back and forth. And again, he was in my previous roster build as well. I went back and forth about Damian Jones and whether or not I wanted to add him into this roster build or if I wanted to look for a big who could shoot threes. I think it's going to be really important for the Lakers unless Anthony Davis rediscovers his shooting touch from behind the arc that they find bigs who can shoot the three in terms of spacing. You're going to need that, especially with this roster build. It wasn't such a concern with the previous roster build where I traded Russ and got Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald back with Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis on the floor together. It's going to be important that every other position can shoot the three. Otherwise you are going to be in big, big trouble with your spacing. But I just couldn't resist Damian Jones. Again, only 26 years old. I basically whittled it down to Damian Jones, or do you bring in an older player like a Blake Griffin, a Sergi Baca, DeMarcus Cousins, somebody like that who can give you a little bit of floor spacing. Ultimately, I thought the Lakers needed to get younger this season, and so I went with the younger player in Damian Jones. Again, with a veteran who can space the floor being the alternative option if you ultimately decide that you just have to have that floor spacing. In my roster build that I've got here, Damian Jones and Anthony Davis are not sharing the floor together much, if at all, again, because of spacing concerns. Instead, he's going to act as AD's backup or the backup to somebody else who could be at the five. Now, again, wanting to go younger, welcome back, Thomas Bryant, former Laker, a late pick found in the second round and somebody that the Lakers let get away. In fact, they released him in order to keep Ivica Zubats. We thought that was probably a mistake back then. And Zubats is great. Don't get me wrong. But Thomas Bryant has the ability to hit the three, has suffered some injuries recently with the Washington Wizards. But the Wizards have kind of moved on at the center position. They found other options out there like Daniel Gafford. So Thomas Bryant out there on the market, been dealing with injuries, needs to rehab his value a little bit. He's a big that can shoot the three, provide a little bit of rebounding, some toughness in there for you. I think the Lakers could do worse. And again, trying to find a center, no problem. You can find that. But with Russell Westbrook on the roster, you've got to find a center that can shoot from outside. And Thomas Bryant is one of the few guys out there that can do just that. From there, let's wrap this up. Let's look at the roster that we've assembled. Once again, this roster, I don't feel, is as strong as the previous roster. But with the previous roster I assembled, the all-in roster, the Lakers were giving up their both 2027 and 2029 first-round pick. I think they even threw in some second-rounders. They didn't buy a second-round pick in this year's draft because they used that cash in order to help facilitate a trade. Yeah, they went all-in on trying to win right now. Instead, we're keeping our future assets with this roster build, and I think we've still put together a pretty interesting lineup here. So you've got Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, and Javon Carter at the one for you. At the two, Josh Richardson, Austin Reeves, and Jeremy Lamb. At the three, TJ Warren and Stanley Johnson. At the four, LeBron James, Wenyan Gabriel, DJ Wilson, and Trevion Williams. And at center, you've got Anthony Davis, Damian Jones, and Thomas Bryant. Now, again, a lot of people probably say, well, Anthony Davis shouldn't be a center. But let's face it, with Russell Westbrook at the one, it's you're going to have a tough time if your center can't shoot the three. And finding that guy is not necessarily easy, particularly if you're using your taxpayer mid-level on a small forward or a wing, in this case, it being TJ Warren. So again, 
there's a lot of challenges here. If Russ is on the roster, you need a big who can shoot threes, but you also need wings. And I think you can get one or the other with the taxpayer mid-level. You might be able to go find a big who can shoot the three with the taxpayer mid-level, but then you're not going to get the wing that you need in TJ Warren or Otto Porter Jr. or perhaps it's Torian Prince, someone like that. You're not going to be able to get that guy. So you guys can see my struggle in putting this, this roster together, but I think this is a fairly realistic roster that the Lakers could put together. Again, would take some things breaking their way, would take TJ Warren looking at the Lakers and saying, yes, that's the team that I could rehab my value on. I could step right into a starter role, have the spotlight, make a difference, that sort of thing. If he looks at that, I could see him taking that offer from the Los Angeles Lakers and then hitting free agency the next summer. And then, of course, you would have to hope that you can move THT for a two that has some size that can be a little bit switchy because you're going to need to do that. Like if you were to take Josh Richardson off of this roster and put THT in, you've kind of got a little bit of a mess because Reeves, Lamb, either one of them going to start at the two, maybe Reeves, but can he consistently shoot the three? I think it's going to be absolutely critical that you find somebody who can do that. And Josh Richardson just has more of a history of doing that. I'm not saying Reeves can't. Maybe he will be able to, but the three-point shot was not his strong suit last season. He shot in the low 30s, and so that's simply not high enough. I know he is working on it this summer. Hopefully, he comes into camp ready, and he's hitting the threes, and he's good to go there. But if not, I think you need somebody else that can do that. THT, a big question mark there. Can he improve his three-point shooting? I think you need to go get somebody who can. Josh Richardson would be an option there. Again, I mentioned Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Even if you go Kyle Kuzma and you have to slide TJ Warren up to the two, at least then you've got some floor spacing there. So that part of this is really important that you can move THT to find somebody who can defend multiple positions and shoot the three. And again, I tried to focus on getting younger while still finding pieces that could fit for the Los Angeles Lakers. If nothing else, I hope this illustrates that Rob Palenka has a tall task ahead of him and it's not going to be easy to put together a competitive roster for the Lakers this season while keeping your future powder relatively dry in terms of your future picks, keeping Russell Westbrook on the roster and maintaining that kind of flexibility moving forward. Because let's face it, there's going to be a lot of teams around the league that are going to try to fleece the Lakers in a Russell Westbrook trade. So it's very possible, maybe even likely now, that the Lakers find themselves in a situation where Rob Palenka has to build a roster with Russell Westbrook on it and figure out a way to make things work, even with head coach Darvin Ham wanting to do a four-out, one-in offense. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very interesting balancing act for Rob Palenka. But Lakers Nation, give me your thoughts. What do you think about this roster that I've assembled for the purple and gold? Let me know in the comments section down below over on YouTube or let me know in the reviews over on Apple Podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.